0: This is Letting It All Hang Out, the show where we bring together some amazingly talented individuals that make me wanna get out learn more live life to the fullest and hopefully inspire you to do the same today i hit it off with david trotter david is a business growth consultant dedicated to helping new business owners rise above their biggest barriers to reach their greatest goals after consistently hearing from his clients about the challenges of creating content lead magnets slide decks all that jazz he launched Rise Up Creatives, a membership platform to help business owners create beautiful, engaging social media content in just like five minutes a day. David is also the host of the Inspiration Rising podcast with over over 190 episodes featuring female entrepreneurs and leaders sharing their experience and wisdom. And his latest book is entitled Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpower and bringing your inspiration to the world. Previously, David was a pastor starting a fast-growing churches over 10 years. He owned a six-figure marketing boutique for 12 years, produced and directed four award-winning feature films on social justice issues, and has written over a dozen books. It was quite the hoot speaking with David, and I can't wait for you guys to hear all the great advice woven in there. Before we jump straight in, I'm going to thank the sponsor of this episode, Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery is a Navy SEAL owned and operated CBD and recovery supplement company. They provide high quality CBD products, greens, supplements, and more. A huge reason why I'm a fan of Naked Warrior is that they understand that the only way to truly perform at our highest potential is to allow our bodies and minds the opportunity to relax, chill out, and recover. In order to get yourself a 20% discount on some high-quality CBD products, super greens, and more, you can use the discount code KALANI20, that's K-A-L-A-N-I-20, on their website at nw-recovery.com. That's nw-recovery.com. Let's get on to the show. What's up, Haley? David, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm so sorry I'm a few minutes late. My apologies. I was um, on the phone with uh, a plant company, believe it or not, a plant company trying to get this plant delivered to my mom's birthday today. I ordered it in time, but now it's going to be delivered a week late. So I was like going, oh, how do we, you know, blah, blah, blah.
0: Plants. So literal plants. I can see you've got some plants in the background too. So a literal
1: plant. Yeah. There's a special plant that my mom had when her mom, her mom died in 1979. This church they were part of gave them a plant. It was like a special plant in our family. I just always knew special plant. I think it died a long time ago. So I bought it the same plant. So, um, I was trying to get it to her birthday today, but obviously that didn't happen. So I was on the phone and I finally was like, I gotta go. I have to go. They're <laughs> like, I'm like, if you want to refund me my money, shipping, whatever, it's all good. But I, I gotta go
0: yeah oh my goodness with that's you. a wild story I'm glad like you I'm got so some glad.
1: macrame a little macrame to your right
0: yeah dude this was uh this was a DIY from uh me and my partner there's like you can't see it from up here but there's a little hula hoop that's yeah. paint spray painted gold and it's just like this little wall piece so yeah my daughter's
1: that. got a couple of macrame pieces in her room I love macrame
0: I know right I am not the best with like tying those things together Like my partner is the one who actually does all the knots and stuff. I'm like, it looks great. I'll be there for support. Your support. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, Anybody, I mean, really, I think everybody is a fellow creator, whether they know it or not. However, um, when they're really in it, it's it's part of what they do. I get really excited to chat with them. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's an honor. Right on. Well, let's just get into it. Uh, I am so curious to learn more about why you started working with women specifically, and just give me a short little background of how you even came into this position in the first place, because I know you're you, you were a pastor, and you worked in some possible furniture, and you did a whole bunch of stuff, and so how did that all land you into this seat today?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I actually, in high school, since that I was I wanted to be a Sports Illustrated photographer. I was in photography, you know, back in the day, darkroom, film, all that kind of stuff. But my um, toward the end of my senior year, I had this encounter where I sensed um, I was supposed to be a pastor, kind of called into ministry. And so I ended up going to school and seminary to become a pastor, and I did that for about 10 years. And I actually helped start churches. In that world, it's called being a church planter. And you start with just a handful of people, and you create a whole community and church around it. And it's a very entrepreneurial experience. Um, it's you're creating the whole organization, and you know, marketing and communications, and HR and staffing, and all of it. And so, um, unfortunately, Haley, I was a workaholic during that process. I felt like, man, if I can grow this, you know, church as big as I can, unfortunately. Like what I was doing was, I was kind of trying to fill a hole of not enoughness within me. And so, about 12, 13 years ago, I had a burnout kind of breakdown experience, and it really changed the course of my life. I really shifted from performance and productivity to a high value for peace in my life. And um, if I don't have, if I don't cultivate peace in my life, I'm not going to be a good husband you know, father, business owner, or so forth. So I ended up starting a marketing business where I was providing branding and web development, videography, photography for companies here in Southern California, six figure business over the last 12 years. And um, I kind of fell into simultaneously filmmaking, because I want to make a difference in the world, rather than not to say that marketing isn't making a difference. But I was just more wanting to touch on certain social justice issues and so ended up my first film was on orphans in India and for me it's not about filmmaking it's more about the issues so a buddy and I um, partnered we got a cinematographer went to India I've done a lot of humanitarian work in India we specifically um, highlighted 25 orphans living alongside a railway in southern India and that film got picked up for distribution and then it was on Netflix for two years 2012 to 2014 and I thought well geez that was easy let's do it again you know And um, so I went back to my distributor and said, hey, what if I did a second film, but this time on sex trafficking in the United States? And I didn't want to sexualize it, but I wanted to highlight female abolitionists that were aware of the issue of trafficking in their city and opened up aftercare homes. And so... Something just fell in my office. Um, So uh, that film did very well. We've had over, I think, 400 screenings around the United States and grassroots screenings. And um, I did a couple more films. I did one on kind of a cult in Southern California, people call it a cult. And then I actually did a scripted feature film um, called The Road to Edmund that um, highlighted the issue of, um, basically, it was a story about a youth pastor who had a girl come out to him and how the church responded to that kind of negatively and how he went on a road trip to kind of find himself in terms of spirituality and how did that intersect with sexuality and it's um, kind of an R-rated drama slash comedy. And uh, it it was quite an adventure doing that. Anyway, I did all of that and told my wife late 2018, I really feel like I want to be making a difference on more of a day-to-day basis rather than a year-to-year basis because films take so long to produce. And so we talked about me moving toward business consulting and coaching because of my entrepreneurial background and some podcasting. And of course she said, I think this is the answer to your question, Haley. This is a long road. Um, Who is it for, right? Who would this, you know, who would you help? And so we looked back over the 25 years of ministry and marketing and movies and said the group of people that i have primarily connected with and really felt most collaborative with and had the most success with have been women kind of more the 30 to 50 year you know old range and so you know it sounds weird for a guy to seek to help women in that way but i ended up launching a podcast called inspiration rising we've had over 190 episodes featuring female entrepreneurs and leaders and Um, the people in Rise Up Business Academy that I, you know, run to help people start and grow businesses are women. And um, I have, when I first started a couple years ago, I was kind of saying that I help female entrepreneurs and I don't actually text, like I don't write that anywhere in terms of copy. I don't mind talking about it, but I've gotten pushback from people that go, you know, why are you as a man trying to tell women what to do? And and I'm like, oh man, that is just not my heart at all. I'm here to champion and encourage and lift up and be, you know, like a, a, a resource. Um, so yeah, it's been it's an interesting journey, uh, but that's that's why I'm doing it. I'm passionate about it. I think the reason why, ultimately, the reason why I've been most successful with women is because I do feel very collaborative with women, where I can be kind of more type A driven, intense with guys and even feel like a bit competitive. And when I'm working with women, I just feel like it's just fun and friendship and connection and cheering on and sharing ideas. And it just feels more collaborative. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. What a wild way to, I mean, it really fell into your lap. Like you didn't go out one day and just say, you know what, I'm just going to help women because of X. You really reflected on those past several several years of your life and like wow this is something that I've just been naturally doing and and the people I've naturally connected with the most over these past projects over these past years. And so I really love how you share that and how everything's interconnected. And um, it it makes total sense too. When I talk to other people on the podcast as well, or really anybody in life, you ask them about their backstory and how that led to where they are today. And it's a wild kind of connect the dots, but it always connects in some way, shape or form. So that's really cool. And I actually, yeah, go ahead.
1: uh, Well, when I, you know, when people ask me like, why do you feel like women connect with you or why is there that connection? And the first thing that I told my wife was, I think I might be gay. Like, I think that's why all these women love me. (laughs) And she's like, I don't think so. Like I'm the one who decorates our house. I'm the one who likes kind of style stuff. You know, she's like, no, I don't think you are. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm just so hot and sexy. Maybe that's the reason why. She's like, no, you're like a middle-aged dad. Like, come on, let's just be honest. Um, So anyway, you know, it's just, I try to be playful with it um, because it is a bit of an awkward subject, but Mm -hmm. my my heart is there. Like I just love, love, love helping women break through barriers and grow their businesses and super fun.
0: It's cool too, because I, first of all, I love how comfortable you are with it and you have no problem. Really sitting in your own skin and being like, "This is just who I am." I like I, Mm -hmm. I can't really explain why I connect really well, but I just do. And you, you know, as you were saying before, you're like, you're trying to figure out why. Like, maybe it's this, or maybe it's because of this. Um, but eventually, you're like, you know, it's just, it's just me. And something that you mentioned earlier too about the whole um, dynamic between, you know, and this isn't always the case, but I'm speaking very generally. But the dynamic between men and women and especially while working, essentially. You're very collaborative, which I think is awesome. Do you find that there are certain skills that you can help other men with to be able to work more collaboratively with women?
1: Hmm. Possibly. I mean, I'm, I'm always willing to share my experience. That's not necessarily something that's been like a focus or a goal for me is to you know, help men do that. Um, I think one of the things that is unique about me is I'm kind of a natural, although I'm talking a lot in this context, I'm a natural listener. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I really enjoy listening to someone process whatever they're going through and then, you know, us talking about it. Um, so part of that can be a learned skill. Some part of it is natural. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really set out to, you know, educate men on those kind of things. I really just spend more of my time helping, you know, the clients and people that I work with. Um, other people have also asked me, well, why don't you kind of take up the banner of women's rights and utilize that almost as a marketing tool or a tool of like, be a voice, a, a male voice toward women's rights. <clears throat> and while I wouldn't, have a problem doing that that's also not why why I'm doing this like that's not the natural passion that I have is that messaging I'm more just going how can I help you like I just want to help you and whatever you like what is your dream what is the thing that you want to create I'm more interested in the person rather than utilizing an issue to somehow either draw attention to myself or use it as a banner I don't know it's just not my style
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. And, and I think that the approach that you take is, is good in itself, right? Like you, you don't need to be able to, to fit yourself in a sort of box to be able to essentially market and stand out. Like you can stand out in your own way, which is actually a perfect uh, segue into what I would love to get into. You mentioned as you were going through, you, you burned out essentially as you were doing your marketing and you're doing all of this incredible stuff, but it was a lot and you were focused on performance which can be good, but if in the wrong context can be uh, draining. So how did you mold and how do you help other women and other entrepreneurs mold that balance between being really productive, getting a lot of stuff done without falling into a lot of anxiety or depression or burnout or all of this stuff that comes with working really, really hard and not quite taking care of ourselves in the way that we need
1: to? Yeah. Well, I love to work hard. I still love to work hard. I work a lot. I I enjoy what I do, but I have certain things in place that help me stay in a healthy spot, right? So I know this sounds rudimentary, but I get eight to 10 hours of sleep every night. Like that is an absolute must for me personally. Um, I've changed the way that I eat. Um, I've changed what I drink. I drink pretty much all water now, maybe some iced tea. Um, I was a heavy diet Dr. Pepper addict up until maybe like last year in May um and um then um my focus though really is on i i have changed it from peace to i have certain words that i will say throughout the day i will literally say to myself um peace play serve and flow I don't know why, but I just have to have mantras that kind of keep me in a, in a good place. So peace, play, serve and flow. So first of all, with peace, I won't take on a project or work with work with someone if I don't sense that it's going to either add to my peace or create, you know, keep me in a peaceful place. If that person's going to cause me because of their work style, their personality, their expectations, something about the situation or project like, I don't care how much money it is. I will literally turn it down because it's just not worth it. Like to create that anxiety for me. And part of that is, you know, I'm 48. I've learned what are the things that I resonate with and what are the things that I don't. And I just choose to pass on the things that I don't. Now, if I'm in a place where I needed money, sometimes I'll do something that will cause me momentary anxiety. And I know, and maybe I'll charge more for it um, because of that. But Ultimately, I want to avoid those things, so I want to stay in a place of peace. That peace it's peaceful for me. The second is play. That all of these things that we're doing, everything, business, um, all the in online business stuff, if I can keep it in the in light of its playfulness and service, rather than me trying to prove myself through performance. So if I I teach my clients. Um, about what's called what I call our true identity, that our identity is not based on our ethnicity, sexual identity, um, gender, uh, education level, finances, our job description. Um, all of those for me, although we tend to build our identity around it, I would rather us build our identity around something that is eternal that does not change. the fact that we are inspired. You are inspired, Haley. And when I say inspired, I don't mean it's a feeling. The word inspired literally means to be breathed into life. And particularly, it has a connotation of being breathed into life by the divine that there is some divine entity that has breathed you into life and says you have value. You are so valuable. And so my value doesn't come from anything outside of me. My value comes from the fact that the divine has created me and says that I'm inspired. So I say divine. I was a pastor. Obviously, some people say God, source, whatever it might be. I believe that we've been created by something that is greater than ourselves. So you're inspired. But you're also enough. That Haley, you don't have to do or be anything else to be enough. Now, will you always be growing in your skill set and things that you learn? Of course. There, you could never have enough knowledge. The line in the sand of having enough of something, there is no line. It'll always keep growing. But in terms of your identity, you are enough. You are perfect just as you are. You, are, you don't have to be anything more. And the third is that you're loved. You are loved by the divine. The divine loves you and cherishes you. So ironically, those are the three things that most of us struggle with, that we're not valuable, that we're not enough, or that we're not loved. If we can embrace those things and continue to embrace that we are inspired, we are valuable, that we are enough, you're whole and complete, and that you are loved, if you can embrace that as your true identity, now you've got a strong foundation for your life and business. Now everything else becomes play and serve. I'm here just to have fun with you, and we get to just have playfulness and just enjoy using our gifts and service in service of other people, helping other people, but it's not connected to my identity. If you don't like me, Haley, I'll be sad that, that we didn't connect, but it's okay because I've got my true identity. I don't need to please you, but I'm here to serve you and to be playful with you, right and then Ultimately, if I have peace, if I have playfulness and I have service, I'm going to be in the flow. I'm going to be in the flow of life and I'm going to be in the flow of finances because value will be attributed to how I have brought that playfulness and that peace and that service to the table. So for me, that mindset shift then creates like more of a peaceful place rather than I've got to prove myself. Now, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I'm gonna tell you, man, I worked hard to prove myself. Education and growing things. And that's kind of part of life in your 20s and 30s where you're trying to prove yourself. And oftentimes that proving yourself leads to stress, burnout, disappointment, unmet expectations. And that could be in work, it could be in a relationship, it could be in health. You know, sometime around, for many people, their 30s or 40s, you hit a place where you experience some level of pain that you have to go, what's my life really all about, right? Who am I? What's my what's my real identity? Um, am I okay if I don't have this person in my life or if this unmet expectation goes through? So good Lord, that was a long answer. Haley, what the heck?
0: <laughs> no, I like it. It just came out of you. No, know, it was so good. And it's, you put it so beautifully and you explained it really in such simple terms when the concept is actually not that, um, it's a grand concept, but you brought it down into a way that's easy to understand. And it's so for, cause I totally agree with everything that you said. I very much identify with everything that you said, as far as it takes a lot of that internal work of really finding our true identity, what that really is. And it's not the labels that we put on to ourselves. Those are things yeah. that we have. It's not things that we are. So I really love that. And it, when I explain that to people or I hear other people explain it, my mind always goes to a place where there are some other people who are like, yeah, okay, cool, but like if I do internal work, how is that gonna make me a good marketer? How is that gonna grow my business? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I'm a big believer that everything starts from within. So as we mm. become the highest version of ourselves, the most creative, the most productive, whatever those words mean to you. Sure then it bleeds into every other area of our life, our relationships, yes. our work, our finances, yes. all of these other things that are external um, extensions of us, let's say. Totally. So what's your take on that? How, how does having that internal work being done, having those strong foundations actually lead to, you know, standing out in your market as an example?
1: Sure. First of all, um, for me, if I'm not in a stable place, like stable emotionally, or regulated in terms of my emotions, things that are happening outside of me are going to cause me so much pain and discomfort. If I'm not in a emotionally regulated place where I have peace in my own life, I'm going to be reacting to things constantly. So I'm going to have unmet expectations. I'm going to be frustrated because people are not acting the way I want them to act, or I'm going to be frustrated because this client is asking for too many revisions, or there's going to be, you know, uh, broken contract all those things cause so much internal chaos for people who don 't have that internal work and so when you have that chaos you 're just not enjoying life and when you 're not enjoying life people don 't want to be around you you're stressed. you 're going to move toward stress behaviors and usually those stress behaviors could depending on your personality move toward um, isolation or it could move toward aggressive um behavior um and it also can lead to coping mechanisms so we all turn toward coping mechanisms some are unhealthy and some are you know healthy so like for me I used to turn to and have a proclivity to turn to food food is a coping mechanism for me when I feel that stress when I don't have that internal world regulated and so then I can gain quite a bit of weight Um, and uh, for others it may be alcohol, drugs, sexuality, shopping, gambling, those are all coping mechanisms. Even um, uh, even gossiping is a, is a coping mechanism, right? Because if I can tear somebody else down, I can lift myself up. So all of those are basic life skills. You know, it's kind of really interesting. It's less about business and more just about life. But if you're now in that peaceful place, Now, no matter what your employees or contractors or your your clients are doing, you're coming at it from a grounded place, from a place where you're emotionally regulated and you know who you are. And no matter what that other person does, you have the tools to be able to say, that's their behavior. That's what they're choosing to do. What is my response? What's a healthy response that has, you know, appropriate based on the context. Um, But if you don't have that groundedness, then you're reacting. And that reaction is going to come from your own stress behavior, like I said, which can either be isolating, which is the flight or the fight, right? You're either gonna fight or flight usually. And that's just not a healthy place to be and people won't be attracted to you, you know, in terms of your work or friendships or romantic relationships. Um, So, And ultimately, you'll feel stressed and miserable. And the more that I can just feel at peace Um, the better off everybody is around me, (laughs) the better off I am and the better off everybody is, right?
0: So true. So true. Yeah. If, if you're happy, if you're at peace, if you're feeling good, there's no reason why your work or the people around you wouldn't emulate that same thing. It makes total sense. Totally. Especially,
1: especially when you're a strong leader. Yes. Because, because there are certain people and I know. I'm one of them I've seen way stronger leaders than myself, of course, but I know when I can walk into a room with my family, my wife, my kids, my kids are twenty one and eighteen they're going to college in our home because of the pandemic, and I can walk into a room and based on my um demeanor and behavior, I can control the attitude of the room, not even meaning to it's just because of the strength of my personality. I'm sure you have been around people like you know way stronger than I am that you're like, "Wow, they control the room by the the energy level when they walk into it. Um, and so you need to take responsibility for that because you end up creating chaos or you can create amazing synergy and peace. You know, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
0: No, it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, you're so right. It's amazing how we become the leaders of our own lives and mm-hmm. simply by doing that whether you know you have a team of people you're in corporate you're an entrepreneur it doesn't really matter what the title that you have in life is if you become the leader of your own life and you only have a couple of people around you or maybe it's even just yourself you're going to affect other people in ways totally. that you cannot imagine or even see sometimes you know like you said if you walk into a room you can change the environment just based off of your own body language, your, yes. what you say, how you say it, um, even just your energy without even saying anything. Yep. And so it's really interesting topic. Um, and I think that we overlook the skills necessary to be the leaders of our own lives. Mm. And I think that we often attribute those, those skills to people who are, you know, you hear natural born leader. Right. And I think, Sure. That can be true to some extent. There's people who are born with skill sets that Mm -hmm. are associated with being a good leader, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that just because you weren't born with those skill sets, you can't learn them or strengthen the ones that you already have that are beautiful skill sets for being um, a leader. What are some of the most important skill sets that you believe as being a leader are crucial to the success of your business?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, first of all, a vision, a clear vision of what I, where I'm trying to go. Um, I define a vision. Um, it's actually a guy named George Barna. I think he came up with this definition. It's just a mental picture of your preferable future. So it's just a mental snapshot of the future that you prefer that a leader has to have a vision. Otherwise you're just responding to whatever the problem is that's coming your way, but some sort of mental picture, and for me, that mental picture includes what's the end result that I want for my clients. So I wanna picture how I'm helping them, the result that I'm offering them. How's it gonna impact my daily life? So the vision of whatever it is I'm creating my business, if I don't, if I don't choose how I want my daily life to look, um, it will ultimately be controlled oftentimes by the tyranny of the urgent and clients. And then third, um, how's it impact my finances? So I'm looking into the future going, all right. What's the vision for my business? It impacts my clients, impacts my daily life, and impacts my finances. I got to have a vision. And then, um, what are the goals that are set in order to reach that vision? The markers that are helping me get there. And then, how am I breaking down those goals into action steps every single day? My whole life is lived around a to-do list. Like I have a to-do list on my computer. I start. I never start a day without knowing what I'm doing. I know my calendar. I know my to-do list. I'm going after it every single day. And Um, But the to-do list has to be connected to the goals, which are connected to the vision. Um, And then ultimately, I will say that the part that has taken me the longest to learn, and I'm still learning it, is the um, ability to work with others, you know, to work well with others. I think it's like, what, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And when I was a pastor, after those 10 years, I had a staff of about a dozen people and, Um, you know, all that goes, and I think about 750 with three different locations in the church. And I promised myself after I had a burnout, I go, I never want a staff member again. I never want a staff member. I don't want to collaborate with people. I'm gonna do everything on my own. And so um, my marketing business was just me and I had contractors and it was all based. And then I self-taught graphic design, video editing, self-taught web development, I mean, I have decent skills in all of those areas. I'm not the best, but I can get it done and people will pay for it and it's great work. And then um, I recently started a business called Rise Up Creatives where we're providing, um, basically helping people stand out and save time on social media. And we had tons of graphic design templates in our graphic design studio. And I'm like, I can't do this, like there's just no way. And so I have hired multiple people to work on this project. And Haley, I thought I was gonna just hate it, but I've loved it. I've loved having them a part of the team. And I've um, brought on um, collaborator brand ambassadors to be a part of this and collaborating with them. And so I'm, I'm stretching muscles that haven't been used in 10, 12 years because I really said, I don't wanna do it. It's too painful. The risks of, not the financial risk, but just the emotional weight of working with others when that's not my strong suit, right? Um, but I found okay, at this season of my life, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to do that and take that on. Other people, their emotional, you know, or their their skills in like vision or goal setting, or you know, this looks like a no brainer for me. But for other people, working with others is like, yeah, it's so easy. Like my wife, oh my gosh, Hey, she's a kindergarten teacher for like 20 years, and she is a saint. I mean, everybody loves her. And I just look at it and go, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you have all the small talk that just makes everybody feel good. And you're just a big smile and you just, I'm like, I wish I had that. And so instead I've had to work on it. I've had to work really hard at um, cultivating more of that. So I don't know. Those are the things for me that are important.
0: Those are all great points. And I really love that last one you brought up. It's essentially working on a, skill of yours that isn't the strongest, or maybe you have an aversion to at first, like you realize the importance of it, but you're like, I don't love that. And that is something that I think is super important in life in general, but especially in business. Especially if you're like a freelancer, solopreneur, um, and you do need to work with people to some extent or do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Strengthen skills that are maybe not your favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. What would be, at least for you, what was that stepping stone into being able to do that and working that skill back into your library, so to speak, to where it was like, becoming easier after you've done it over and over again.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, working with clients, if you have clients, you've got to work with others because they're, you know, coming to the table with these requests and sometimes requests and seems crazy. And so I think a big part of it for me is not looking down on the client, not judging the client, um, which I have heard other people, you know, kind of badmouth clients because it can feel... Um, like, oh, they're so stupid. They don't understand. They don't get it. They don't have any revisions, all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, no, they don't get it because they're in a totally different business. Why would we expect them to get it? Um, they are coming with their own desires, with their own pain points, with their own problems. So how do we listen to them and understand that they have all this that they're bringing to the table? And so um, having you know, owned a marketing company, you're there to serve them. Like you are there to serve them. That's the whole point. So if I understand that, now when I'm thinking about employees or contractors, I'm going, how do I go into this with empathy and not going into it going, I need you to help me fulfill my vision. I have a vision and I need you to help me fulfill it. Well, ultimately, that person has probably some sort of vision for their life. They want to do something. And so the question is, does their vision and the thing that they're excited about fit with my vision? Because if it's a fit, now we're in a good working relationship. And now I say, how can I help you? How can I help you get what you want? What kind of project do you want to work on? Is this work for you? How does the timing, is the pay okay? Like now I'm more concerned about, I don't say more, but I'm very concerned about them and how they're doing in the context of us fulfilling the vision that I have in my head. Um, I want to help them. And that, that, that empathy is a shift for me that feels so good because now I'm not there to use them. It's so easy to use someone for your own gain, whether it's financial gain or fulfilling, you know, your thing, whatever it is. Not just are you are you doing what I need in order to grow my thing, you know?
0: Yeah, like you said, it's a very collaborative win-win process and when you can understand the other person, their needs, their story and it aligns with everything that you're doing as well it becomes this beautiful yin yang give and take where everybody feels really good about what's going on and so it's the power of the creative process too of like how can like what are the different ways or areas in which we can benefit each other and thinking mm-hmm. a little bit outside of the box and not just solely you know it doesn't just have to be oh, okay this was your job description on upwork so this is exactly how you're gonna work with me nothing else it's like well they're a human being, you can build a relationship and just see where that goes. And so that's a really exciting portion of it. Uh, We blasted through time, which is awesome. And I did not even notice. So it's been a really good conversation. And I would love to leave it and round it out with one last question for you, which is for one person listening, what is something that you would say to them? It can be a piece of advice, it can be a quote, whatever you feel called to say.
1: Well, I I feel like My life message, in a sense, is that if you have that desire, if you have that dream inside of you, like you can do it. Like you have one life. You have one life. Now, a lot of my clients actually think you have multiple lives, which maybe we do. I'm not sure. But right now, you only know you've got this one life. And so you've got this desire inside of you. It's to start something, to do something. It could be anything from, Starting a business, to restoring a car, to taking a trip—I don't know—we all have those things inside of us that it's like, "Oh, I would like to do that." Now is the time, like, and you may not be able to do it to the extent that you would want to. I love to use the analogy of starting a restaurant. You know, let's say Haley, you want to open a restaurant. It's like, well, I don't have the capital, I don't have the location. Okay, but you live somewhere, and you have friends, and you have a kitchen, so create an atmosphere where they come and they order off menus and you and your friend, you know, cook it all and, you know, have it at the tables and create the atmosphere. You're learning and you're beginning to taste whatever it is that you want to do. So you got something inside you, take steps, go for it. You can do it.
0: I love it. At least open up the opportunity and the ability for yourself to see what that feels like, see what that tastes like and create this environment for yourself where whatever dreams and those, those thoughts that you, and feelings that you do have can flourish if you just totally. gave them the space. So I really love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So where can people connect with you, work with you uh, and learn from you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have the inspiration rising podcast um, that we comes out a couple times a week. Uh, if you go to InSpoRising.com slash podcast, or you can just find it on any podcast app. And then riseupcreatives.com is a, that resource to help people stand out and save time on social media. You can check it out. It's a very low cost subscription program, $25 a month. Um, but I'd love to give a, a seven day free trial. Um, if you go to riseupcreatives. up riseupcreatives.com slash free trial. Um, you can get a seven day free trial. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, check it out and see if it'll, if it'll help your business.
0: Heck yes. All those links will definitely be in the show notes. So go check out David, go check out Rise Up Creative, go check out Inspell Rising. All of those things are beautiful resources for anybody who's listening, who has that inkling to do more, see more, just explore more. Well, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure this will not be the last conversation that we have.
1: It's great to be with you. Total honor to, to be with you today. Thanks thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. I definitely know that I did. And I'd love to hear thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor or you can message me on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.